Hashtag Marsha's Plate. Oh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We want to hear what you guys have to say. You can also help us build community by becoming a patron on patreon.com slash Marsha's Plate. By contributing to this podcast, you help us continue our powerful work to change culture one episode at a time. So, let's get started. Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Diamond. I want to give a special shout out to all of our new viewers from BTAC and all of the new patrons that are giving your hard-earned money to help us sustain this motherfucker. Thank you so much. I didn't get to post this episode because we were in Dallas, but I wanted to share my experience at Pod and Live and some of our conversations that we had that particular week that we didn't get to share with y'all. So here's the episode from two weeks ago. Yeah, bitch, I know we like it over it. I just came back from New York today, <laughs> and I went to Pot and Live NYC, thrown by T with Queen and Jay. I am. S- <laughs> I, I just want to let y'all know that we missed I, out. That y'all missed out uh-huh. <laughs> again <laughs> because it was a, it was bomb as fuck. So first of all, you come into this in, into this like bar. It's real sexy. The lighting is real sexy. So you come down into like this basement thing. When you come in, um, there's a bar to your right. And then there, it kind of dips down one more again uh, to be like a little dance floor. Mm-hmm. On the, the ceiling, What I, I don't know why I like this so much, but the ceiling was made out of nothing but wine corks. Wow. Like they put them next to each other and the, it's the whole ceiling. So it's wow. the room is about as big as this apartment. Like if you knock this wall down right here mm-hmm. and then... So, yeah, think about this whole apartment. The whole ceiling was like corks, Damn. wine oh, corks. It was, they got it was lit super, super that tedious night. and cute. Um, <laughs> okay. The <laughs> DJ was a black woman. You know, they love, they live what the, the, all the philosophy that they have, they live it. So, honey, if we're going to give our coins to somebody to come work for us, it's going to be a black woman. <laughs> so... Um, you, it's just, it was just a real sexy room, and the music was bomb. They went, they was booyaka, 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 Then they did the, we was doing electric slide and doing Frankie Beverly and Maze and the black stuff, you know. I have it, never did the Frankie Beverly and Maze. <laughs> Nigga, are you trying to stay the way Diamond looked to me? If you don't get your biracial motherfucking <laughs> ass. <laughs> Wait, so you don't know who Frankie Beverly, not doing the dance, you don't know who Frankie Beverly and Maze is. Like you it's don't not like a, a TV you show make like me the Crosby Oh, you don't know that song. I know that song. We I just didn't know that was their name. Yeah. I don't know oh, if okay, that's their name, but that's the that's music. Oh, that's the okay. Frankie Bell is the is the, is the, the title. Group. 
I keep digging this hole deeper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> call Eula right now. Eula no. Eula no. We call it Eula <laughs> because Eula did not prepare her black children <laughs> for the world. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. Don't Wait, they have, money you do that, that, don't they have a game where it's like your black card or something? <laughs> yeah. You heard that game? You get your black card pool. Yeah, she, she got her got black card pool. She got her That's black card pool. I'm going to get it taken back. <laughs> so so um, they were playing all the sickening black music. Then they were playing all the trap music because you know. You know we live. We gotta twerk a little bit, get a little banjee. That's culture. It just, you know, when you when you hire black women, they know how to do everything. They know how to they know how to party with the best of them. And they know the culture well enough to be able to entertain everybody that's in the culture, from right. the queer folks to the old schools to the right. young folks or whatever you are. And so they they picked the perfect person because the music was on point. So y'all was voguing. Then there, some, yeah, there were some people that was voguing. Yeah. Then they had the nerve to have the first season of Living Single playing on a projector oh, on the wow. wall. <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah, mean, that I, ain't some black shit. And, and, I mean, <laughs> if you when you walk in to see that on the TV, you know you have motherfucker home. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> they should have just had the intro playing where the guys didn't jump in. Yes. yes. It was super, super oh, cute. Oh, man, the jump Big in. Call the running, man. Wow, man. Uh, uh, we're with you. <laughs> So, it was it was amazing. It was packed. The whole place was packed, you know, with podcasters and people networking. And I just I just had an amazing time. How many people told you they hate me? Oh, <laughs> last episode, baby. If I tell you, your feelings would be hurt. So y'all know last episode. Wait, but before we get into it, wait, wait, wait. So I want to thank T with Queen and Jay for throwing a bomb ass event. I I will be there next year. It'll just be a little bit more planning so I can stay for the whole weekend. Because, <laughs> honey, with the keynote and all this kind of stuff, I was like, oh, I got to go up there. So I kind of did a minute. last minute yeah. look gig. <laughs> so I want to thank y'all for um inviting everybody and throwing a bomb ass black loving event. Thank you, girls. Um, women. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, y'all gotta come. We gonna be next year. <laughs> so while I'm sitting around the event, everybody's coming up. Oh my God, this is Diamond from Marsha's Play. Marsha's Play. I listen to you too. Now we got a face to put to the voice, and da 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 da. And everybody was like, that last episode. <laughs> <laughs> Like even I got text messages that last episode. Oh, they was like, something. what the fuck was me <laughs> doing and talking about? <laughs> you had triggered the fuck out of them back. Uh, I knew it. Like, <laughs> as soon as we, like, hung up the microphones, I was like, oh, man, what did I get myself into? Well, you it was were just, an honest moment. It was an honest moment. <laughs> and um, I hate saying you young, but bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you got no excuse. <laughs> so, you know, you, you're going through life and we all learning. And like I said, everybody ain't just fucking woke. We grow through experience. We don't come out the vagina like right. Black Panther woke motherfuckers, Wakanda right? Forever. Wakanda forever. We ain't coming out the vagina like that. Which will be dope. But. Which will be great. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not doing that. So we come out and we live and we learn and we grow. And th this was a moment where Z is growing. And I think, you know, pe people will question your growth. <laughs> but, yeah. but your actions have to show your growth. Right. So one of the things that I kind of want to <laughs> 
I, we kind of want, I wanted to revisit this topic a little bit to kind of, to bring a look. Cause I, it was a tense moment. I could tell that Mia was triggered. I could tell that even though Z was being honest, it still was a really being in that hot spot moment. <laughs> even, even Brandon asked, he is a bystander listening and he was triggered. <laughs> 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 so I, it was it was a hot moment, but now that we've kind of thought about it and went home and da da da, da I kind of want to say some things that I that I um, wanted to add to the conversation. One of the things about being trans, we are always trying to um, the whole point, the whole why we decide to transition, and I want to make that clear: us choosing to transition, the choice is acting on the transition the feelings of wanting to transition is not a choice we just have that feeling that's just how we were born that's just how we came out we realized as we got older that this body doesn't match what our brain is telling us and so we make the choice to live our truth so the being trans isn't the choice it's the making the choice to live our truth and so what what we're doing is trying to align our brain with our mind, with our bodies. And right. so we go through different surgeries, we go through different techniques and ways to be able to blend with normal, mm, I hate the word normal, with cis heteronormative society, mm-hmm. yeah. okay? So when we are in the process of doing that, sometimes we kind of take it a little too far. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it turns into those respectability politics it turns into these things where we deserve respect and love when we look the part mm-hmm. we deserve respect and love when we sound the part and you right. kind of almost embody those narratives right make those. yourself transphobic right you where where <clears throat> it turns in, into an internalized transphobia right where you have to live up to this is heteronormal look at the people we're going to talk about it later when we're talking about this trans wave that's happening. Look at the people who are getting the um, the shine in the spotlight right now. Who was one of the most, name some popular shit. trans activists. The, shit, the most Jenny passable Mock. ones. You could think. Uh, Jenny, Jenny Mock. Um, you got Laverne. You got Tr- uh, Tracy. Trace. Trace. Um, you um, got Layla. Um, all these girls <clears throat> and guys, Laith. Um, they're they're popular because they are so passable. Exactly. It is just like that pretty privilege and that light skin privilege. There is a passability privilege that comes with being trans. You get mm-hmm. attention, you get doors open for you because you are on a level of passability and blending with society. And start to feel your pussy. And right, and other people start <laughs> to feel your pussy. <laughs> so, you know, and you get cer- a certain level of access that other people who may not look the part don't get access to. Yeah. And so, sometimes when we are in the process of, of, of cre- recreating ourselves and going through transition and making our um, bodies and mind align, we get so focused on that transition and so focused on passability that it can cause us to disconnect from our humanity as well, internally and externally. And so I think one of the things that what I was trying to explain to Yuzi in that moment is that you were not, you were disconnecting yourself from me as humanity. Right. And so, like I said earlier, Passability can give you access to privileges. 
but it does not give you access to liberation. Right. It just doesn't. And so, yes, we know that sometimes our possibilities makes us safe. Uh-huh. Not all the time, because it's passable girls that get killed. It's yep. passable trans men that get killed. It's We still can be affected by the oppressions, but we know for a fact that passive, there's, there's a privilege in passing that gives us access to a certain level of safety. That's why some, so many people go stealth. Yeah. So we know that, that that is true, but we also know that we cannot, that what we fight for when it comes to fighting for our liberation, we have to be fighting for the girl who is not passable, for the man who is not passable, for the man who cannot afford the top surgery to get his breast taken so that so he may look like a man, but he still got titties. And so they clock him because of that. We're, we're fighting for the, the butch queen who is so femme and so feminine that you just know he is and he can't help it. He just he can't pretend to be this That's macho, macho man. So we're, we're fighting for those people. And so we got to make sure that our actions, even in those moments of embarrassment, even in those moments of um, discomfort, right. that we know what we're fighting for and know that our actions are reflecting the ideology that we are supposed to be living by. And what's crazy is, uh, the thing is I did get disconnected because I used to be like, on Tumblr all the time, just like really supporting people who are blogging their selfies mm-hmm. and, you know, just being very open. And then I kind of just went stealth and then kind of just left all of that alone. I got disconnected. Mm-hmm. I know a guy who's who's stealth and he's this strange kind of stealth. Like he, like he doesn't, he's a trans guy, but he's a firefighter. Nobody knows his tea. And he looks he looks the part like he's very very passable um and he says it's lonely because very lonely <laughs> he was like he was like because he was had spent his whole life disconnecting from the trans community and not wanting people to know and da 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 now that he's older he's like i don't have no fucking friends but cis folks that don't know anything about um don't know anything about me and don't know and I just start, it's like I'm living in this box. So I want to ex- express that as well. Yeah. Similar to our ancestors who were so white looking that they went and passed uh-huh. and they lost their blackness. They literally lost their blackness, which, and they went into a system to uphold whiteness. So they went and said, hey, I'm going to live in this privilege of I look white, so I'm going to go and live in this privilege of being white Mm -hmm. because this is a better life than being a slave. This is a better life than being under Jim Crow. This is a better life. And like I said, it doesn't give it didn't give them it gave them privileges, but it didn't give them liberation. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yes. You're free from Jim Crow. You're free from slavery. But. You still got to go and be confined in this box and not access mm-hmm. the real you, not access your your wholeness, not access any of your past and any of your history. And some of them, they were willing to sacrifice that for those privileges. And they I were. bet there was a clock. Like, I feel like, like no matter how 
how stealth you are uh, as far as them being privileged as looking white. Like, mm-hmm. you still have those genes. So what happens if you have a baby mm-hmm. by a white guy? Yeah. And, and he got a little bit nappy hair. Yeah. He, he, or he turned <laughs> like out really, hair. really dark. Mm-hmm. Darker than usual. Huh. Like, and that's what happens to that to that white woman. She was, like, she did some history in her, she and she found out that her mother was actually a mulatto, uh-huh. a quadroon from mm-hmm. Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And she... You know, and she moved from her Louisiana roots and moved to a city that nobody knew her and passed as white and had a white husband, had white children, you know, um, and she always thought she was white until recently. And then she confronted her mother about it. And her mother, her, she 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 should have she said she should have known because her mother was doing weird stuff like she wouldn't go outside in the sun. She would wear gloves in the summertime. Mm-hmm. Because big ass she, hats and shit. Big, big ass hats to be like the Asian girls do. <laughs> um, just so, just so she would not get any darker because she was so confined to this to uphold this whiteness in her physical self that she couldn't live a normal life. So you're going out of one box yeah. to get into another, and we do the same thing with our transness. When we go and transition, we transition to go from one box to another box but we can't let we can't let that box that we're going to not be as expansive and inclusive in including the people who don't actually fit that perfect look cuz if we upholding that perfect eurocentric standard of beauty that's upholding white supremacy right you see what i'm saying because if we're trying to fit that perfect image of what a woman is when that perfect image is rooted in white Eurocentricity, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Then we're trying to uphold that. We're, if you're right. trying, if you, that's what it is. So, because passability goes into, you know, are, are you dainty like a real woman? Um, are you small? Your mannerisms. And a lot of times, with when you're a black woman, those lines are blurred. You know, they assume that we we loud by nature, da 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 da, and being loud is a masculine trait. You see what I'm saying? That by, by European standards, that's a um, you big, you you got you you more athletic than a, a white woman, so. You know, uh, you gotta fit this image. You see what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Like you, mm. black women's, their the critique of them from a white lens is that they're more masculine than other women. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, like the so, angry black woman image. You know, like oh, of course Serena Williams is winning all these fucking awards right. because, because she's black. Look she, at her. She's built like a man. Right. She's a man. Da, 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 all this kind of shit. So black women have always come against being assumed to be more queer, being assumed to be manly, being not that waif, skinny, small, womanly image. Mm -hmm. And most trans women are trying to fit that small, skinny, waif, womanly image that the white people stood up for us. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? They said, this is the standard. They said, this is the standard. This is what you look, you're supposed to look like. Now, of course, it's different for some of us who, you know, like some of us, we come up and we say, oh, I don't want no skinny white girl body. I want stripper shape. But even that is rooted in the patriarchy. Right. Rooted in the oversexualization of black women and their bodies. You see what I'm saying? I want this, this look, this little waist, big ass, big titties, because that's black. But that's the part of us that was sexualized. You know, I Mm -hmm. what I had to realize that 
even the heterosexual community does the same thing. Like, um, cis women, they do the same thing. They're like, oh, I need to get this. I'm going to go to uh, Columbia and get this waist snatched mm-hmm. and go get this nice bus and the boobs and mm-hmm. all. They do the same thing. Even the men do. The, uh, the men take testosterone so they get their bodies bigger. And But pro- it's not. It's I think the pressure to have your body fit a, uh, a certain thing is way more stronger in women. Look at men have more pressure to go get that money. They can be because yes. they know that they can they can be fat and still get a hat. Exactly. Look at Donald Trump. But you got a coin. Look at Donald <laughs> Trump. Okay. Donald I, Trump I, let himself I go, but you see Melania Melania still be. <laughs> right. You see, him? and she has to and being on that level. Yeah. Her being in that level, she knows she can't falter. Right. I think about the pressure of her. Oh. So I, I, what, so I have to be this something. I have to be this thing. So yes, they go. They. I mean, We're not exempt to Melania, patriarchy and the rules. What? I mean, what do you hold her to? What you mean? <laughs> like it's like from all. Was she a porn star and? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she did all those things. That's I why I kind of live low key live for her. I okay. know. I didn't know that. That's kind of dope. Yeah, she was in Playboy. <laughs> she was like a new model. She was doing all kinds of shit. I so guess that's contradicting. She's still, she still she fuck with him. She did so a lot of stuff that, you know, Michelle could have never done. <laughs> and him still be president. <laughs> right. But that's a whole nother subject. But yeah, so <laughs> up us going from transitioning, we got to be careful that we are not so focused on transition. So not, not so focused on transition. So focused on being passable that it, it is making us lose our connection to people. Cause we can judge people. We can, um, devalue them based on their passability. And, um, and I think that is one of the things that in you guys, a situation that was happening and, um, and it was, and it was, and it was, and it was disguised as, Oh, I'm just, this is how I felt in the moment. I'm just being honest about my feelings. And yes, that is okay for you to be honest about your feelings, but know where those feelings come from. Know what those feelings are rooted in. And I think what I was explaining to people when when they were bringing me the conversation is that I think that you were being honest, but I also think that you knew through our conversations that mm, this just yeah i knew it was right. fucked up yeah. that's what made it worse yeah but you were just sharing it yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what it was yeah man so um it was funny the, the episode that we had did an episode like maybe two or three weeks ago that i didn't post and we were talking about it but just in another kind of way it wasn't it, you know how y'all were saying that the zoo b- led to this situation in Walmart? Mm-hmm. There was what, another that we were talking about. The um, there was another situation that happened prior to that. I just didn't post the I didn't post the show, and but it wasn't. He had he stood in he stood in the presence like it was it wasn't. It was another situation. Oh, Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Yeah, man. Yeah, I don't know at the same time. No, no, no. Though. This was at the club. Oh, this at, was at the a club. club. This is at a club. Oh. And y'all both said that y'all got clocked. You said, but y'all both said it. At the straight club? One of them. I don't know. It was at a club. Taco Bell came up, but it was another a, a situation at a club. We've only been to one club. <laughs> I'll let y'all listen after the show. So oh, okay. I'm trying. But yeah, y'all had brought it up, and it was. um. You know, and y'all just talked about it in a different way. It hadn't, 
you hadn't done the wrongness yet. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't stray away or nothing. Yeah, you yet. didn't stray away and walk away and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I wanted to kind of talk about that and get that out the um I wanted to say something too. Yeah. And not that I contribute well, I'm not gonna start saying that, but um like I did have some contribution into the way he felt as far as not having the the right amount of confidence mm-hmm. and like uh, what the incidents that we were discussing after the um, podcast off mm-hmm. air, I was telling uh, Diamond that there was a time where I just had came out the house and I, I wasn't really going nowhere. We were just going to go to the smoke shop to uh, purchase an uh, item together. And um, I, I was looking rough and I went in. And it was a group of guys and. They was just laughing and kicking. I was like, oh, I look a mess. No, I, I can't stand right here. Let's go. And Z was just like, what the fuck for? Like, <laughs> right. And Z, this is one of the moments that DZ did stand up and yeah. say, no, <laughs> we're yeah. not about to be uncomfortable. Right. Da, 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 da. So I wish that we had shared that on the other show. <laughs> but we continue to talk about it. It was situations where you did step up and say, no, we're not going no fucking where. And, mm-hmm. you know, and be the supportive boyfriend that you were supposed to. Um, <laughs> so, yes, there was a situation where he did do that. Yeah. <laughs> but that one bad time, you can fuck it all up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's true. It just sounds like I have all these clock moments. Like, I, I'm just a that's clock why me and Brandon talk about this all the time. We like, we cannot, we don't get it because... You know, we see you interact in other places and, you know, you don't get like I work with you. So I yeah. see it and I don't see people just like, oh, my God, that's a man. Like, it's not it's not either. nobody give all that. So it's funny how maybe if we were with you more often, <laughs> we would get into the tea. <laughs> <laughs> you know, instead of just, oh, right. <laughs> We'd be like, oh, okay, I see. <laughs> we dodging bottles. <laughs> <laughs> Damn me, I didn't know Whatever, it was like this. Whatever, y'all. Now it just be the moments where people getting in too much, okay? It's a little fierce. Yes, but that, so to close this subject out, <laughs> that's what, that's, that it should be okay for us to look a mess. It right. should be okay. It should be okay for honey. If you see some stubble on my chin one day, motherfucker. Oh well, I got some stomach on my stubble on my chin. Get the fuck out of yeah, here. It's Who women with mustaches. They be yeah. unbothered. I seen somebody with a whole beard today. <laughs> yeah. At work. So we don't have to. But she was older, so you kind of expect it. <laughs> so we don't. We we shouldn't have to feel like we have to be at ten to get respect. Right. We have to be totally passable to get respect we should be respected because we're human and we deserve right. respect and we ain't doing nothing to you we trying to smoke we trying to smoke and we're here to smoke we're not here for you to get kikis because you oh my god you know i'm trans whoop de do get the fuck out of here i think it is still it's still taking some time for me because the way you were explaining it was like it's the way that you react in the situation that mm-hmm. can affect the whole the ambiance of this the whole clock yep, moment and so with you kind of running like a dog with your tail between your, your legs it's almost giving the enemies the victory dance like hey you know and they kind of like ups their energy right for totally. a four o'clock session versus you being confident like i stated earlier and just standing in your truth i'm like okay girl you clock my seat but i'm just here to oh well be a patron like anybody uh-huh. else and buy my product. 
Right. So, oh my God, Inspector Gadget, you figured out I'm trans. Whoop de doo. Right. And I think oh, we got a modern day Sherlock Holmes in this motherfucker. <laughs> Good job. Right. <laughs> That's what I start doing to motherfuckers. Oh my God, you know I'm trans. Whoop de doo. Okay. See, I, I see. I, I can't. But see, I can't I interact like that. I can, but then I feel like it takes practice. When people do that, they start to throw. Um, be cute back and then the way my attitude set up i'd be like okay i tried it it takes practice it does yeah it takes practice so yes passability gives us privilege but it does not give us liberation so at all so we got to make sure we we are being conscious of how that is manifesting in our lives so the next topic is so of course from that situation we had to wait. Was it your turn, Mia? Yeah. It, it, oh, okay. Go it's ahead. okay though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. With the okay, so my topic is with the way the world is right now, and you know how they're starting to accept uh, trans people in the entertainment industry. Do you feel like you're obligated to ride the wave right now? To ride mm-hmm. the wave right now, mm-hmm. or do you just you know just pay it and? Just be normal. Like just, just stick to what you know. Mm. <laughs> what song is that? It's called, man, it's the shit. It's called Tsunami by Rez. R E S. Oh, okay. It's such a pretty song. I'm but look yeah. it out. <laughs> um, you should. You like it. God, do you have a response? Shit. Do y'all me? want me to respond first? <laughs> I can go first. Go ahead. Okay, so to me, I was riding a wave. I was trying to get some money from um, um putting the sexy and trans man porn. <laughs> I was riding. I definitely riding, riding that wave. I was, I was like, huh, shut up. But I'm like, I don't really want to do porn. So I just kind of got into the escorting thing. So yeah, I, in a way, I rode the wave. But at the same time, I'm normal. So it's kind of just like boom, bam. Like, but I took advantage of this of the trans wave situation. Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, not me. Um, hmm. So y'all know I started on YouTube, mm-hmm. and I had did YouTube for ten years. This this year was my ten year anniversary in February. I felt some kind of way when I started seeing people get some type of shine, mm-hmm. and I had been doing Shit, the work. I'd be the same way, and I had been doing a <laughs> lot of the work. Um. Not saying that they wasn't doing the work, but you know, I don't know what work they were doing. What 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 was Caitlyn Jenner doing? Because basically, when I started transitioning, that I was part of the wave. Like, you know what I mean? When I started transitioning, that's when she came out, and that's when everything started to do this trans wave. So I that's mean, when all the girls started to get wore out, killed. Yeah, yeah. It so seemed like the death wave went up. I was like, oh, did. girl, that don't that spook us too bad. Um, I, I yeah, some people like her. I'm like, you didn't do no work, but <laughs> right. Well, you know, else? but another girl that didn't really do no work. Well, we ain't gonna talk about that. Okay. Mm. Oh, okay. That was naked. Can you cut that out? Really <laughs> it's a bunch of people that don't really do shit. So anyway, I was, I, I felt like I felt some kind of way, but what started to make me feel better is being recognized and acknowledged by people whose life was touched by my work. So maybe I'm not on the TV. I'm not doing the TV shows. I might not be getting all these awards. But 
Shit, I was people. so many people were coming up saying sending me emails and I got on my I have a Facebook page Diamond Styles and anytime somebody somebody send me something encouraging I kind of screenshot it I cut their name out but I screenshot it just for people to see like I put it as a review of my 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 work mm-hmm. and so they're on there and some people were like you know I started watching you when I was 13 and I'm 23 now. Yeah, I saw your work before I met you. And then when I saw it was you I was like what the fuck? Mm-hmm. It was it was weird, but I yeah. thought it was dope though. So, it, and people would say, you know, sometimes my mom wouldn't listen to me because I'm so young and I would send send her one of your videos that you explaining something and because you're an adult she listened to you more than she listened to me because you had a way of telling stories. You had a way of explaining something. And so people coming to me like that was kind of like my reward. And that's, and that doesn't say that I don't want some kind of shine. Like I would love to have yeah. my own show. I would love to be a part of, I'm not the person who wants to be a Beyonce. I'm not that person, but yeah, I do. Yeah. I would like to have a bigger platform. Uh-huh. I would like to, um, be black as fuck and trans as fuck on a platform that's sharing our stories like this. I can definitely see that. Yeah, that's just bigger. And so I do want that, but I I started to, the roses that I was getting, I started to realize where I was getting them from and I stopped valuing, you know, Mm. the things, because some people are doing things that I would love to do, but they're empty. Like their the work is empty. It's just kind of like you're just shining, and there's no kind of effect on anybody or yeah. that kind of stuff. So, I used to feel some kind of way, and I used to want to ride this wave. Like I like I was totally planning on moving to L.A. I really? remember that. Yeah, mm-hmm. in 2000 and like 12, 13, moving to L.A. because I was like, oh, I'm this is I'm in Houston, Texas. This this is not a pro trans place. They're not gonna. Uh, That's how I'm feeling. It, 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 it ain't nobody. <laughs> I'm not going to get any opportunities here, but I'm like the type of work that I do, this is a place you need to be. Right. Like, this is the, the, you get what I'm saying? I'm doing work that is uplifting people. It's not really just to be famous. It's to change the the culture. Right. And so where would you need to change the culture? Where like it really Texas, matters. Louisiana, Mississippi, right. da, 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 da. So yeah. So I started to, I just started to rethink about why I started doing this and that and that kind of stuff. But I remember I did want to ride the wave. I did want to get some kind of recognition and, you know, and seeing all these girls being on shows and getting these interviews and da, 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 da. It was, there was an envy there, just being honest. Mm -hmm. There was an envy there, but I had to work through that. I had to work through and. And the my, whole comparing yourself. The comparing myself to them. Because everybody's walk is different. Everybody's walk is different. And then I, just people coming up to me, just random people, people's parents. Like I went to a conference in Seattle full of white people. And I didn't think I was going to meet anybody that, you know. People pay attention more than you think. But some, gr- some girl's mother walked up to me and was like, oh, my God, like you – and she just started pouring out all this stuff that she experienced from my channel. And she just, she has a little trans girl who is 11. Aww. And she was like, you just thought, <laughs> you taught me how to, certain things, how to process certain things early on. So when she got older, I was able to explain certain things that were happening to her. And, um, you know, just, it just, I'm like, and this is some random person in Seattle. That's so dope. Um, yeah, just so many things that, and I'm, and I started growing from that. 
I think that's I think I think that would be even more better. Like just to not have depending on not having the sun the the uh, got tongue tied. I think that would be even more better. Not having the sunlight the sunlight, the sunshine on you. Mm-hmm. Um like just touching people's lives. Like that I think that has a deeper impact than just being this yeah. big star. Well, of course you and want I the coins to. and stuff. But I feel like when you reach people at a deeper level, it can get to that because you cuz I feel like word of mouth is way way faster than anything else. And I and I had to value it. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Previously I didn't value it. Like I didn't not that I didn't value touching people cuz that was a point, but I didn't see I, I thought that being the lime the limelight and you being on shows and being on this kind of stuff, I thought that was the um that was the fruit of your labor. Mm. And so being that those fruit weren't coming, those type of fruit weren't coming. Right. It wasn't I didn't um I didn't value it as much as I I had to really sit back and say, Bitch, what are you talking about? Like, no, you're not getting this stuff, but look at all the stuff you getting. You know, you blessed and a lot of people, um, you know, talk about you mm-hmm. in spaces right. that they may not talk about other people. So right. so yeah. There's um there's actually a bodybuilder that I paid attention to for a while, his name is C T Fletcher. Uh-huh. And he um <coughs> he basically is a dope ass bodybuilder, of course. So basically, um where was my mind going? Sorry, I was thinking about something else. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he couldn't do a push-up. He got sick. He had a, a heart attack. He got sick, couldn't do a push-up, and he felt like a failure because this whole time he acquired this specific body. He molded his body into something great, and then he didn't. Fi- he felt worthless. He's like, I'm C.T. Fletcher. Like, I can't do a push-up. Mm-hmm. And then it was the people that was reaching out to him that was more rewarding for him, his work, his actual work. It was inspiring people and, you know, helping people get healthy and, like, help um, – Helping people achieve their body goals and 